This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Mailbox weirdo. Master dating. I've never been that high. High Bithorn. <laughs> and Rick's brush with my guy, AJ Przinsky. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another episode of Minutia Men with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. I'm Rick Kempfer, sitting here uh, nicely nestled in my home in Mount Prospect, Illinois. And are you? Are, do, do you have one of those like uh, blankets? Those little snuggy blankets on you? Do you got your like? footy slippers like bunny slippers on i don't i i but i am wearing my pajama pants are you what is it yeah. a cubs cubs logo no they're they're like uh scottish tartan <laughs> are you sure it's not a later hosen is it later hosen pajamas <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure they're uh they're green they're green and uh green and blue and white Checked uh, like a checked uh, tartan tartan pattern, you know, like uh, like the Scots wear on the moor. Uh, um, how uh, here's let me ask you a question. I obviously don't know the answer to. How often do you wash your pajama pants? Uh, once a week. Oh, do you? Yeah. Uh, every, me too. Uh, every Friday, Dave. Every Friday well, is laundry day. Yep. Obviously. Yep. Uh, now, do you wear the same pajamas every week, or I, like I do. I, this is what I do. I wear the same pajamas. I wear the same shoes uh, uh, until they, until they can be worn no longer, and then I'll get new ones. Um, now, do you wear a pajama top too, or is it just a t-shirt? Uh, just a t-shirt. Uh, right now, I'm wearing a Jägermeister t-shirt. Well, you know what? I just threw up in my mouth by just hearing, <laughs> well, that's, just hearing the word Jägermeister. To be honest with you, it's the only way I can get anywhere near Jägermeister. Is <laughs> the t-shirt. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I'm sitting here in case I'm Cares, blue jeans and my Lane Tech sweatshirt. So um, this week we'll be going out uh, again, venturing out into the great outdoors, yeah. meeting um, other Press humans. It. Pressing the flesh, as <laughs> we call it. And we'll be at, uh, let me see, I've got the address here somewhere. Teasers. It, Teasers Public House, 7123 West Higgins Avenue in Chicago. It's a book launch party for the, the book Cameo by Beth mm-hmm. Jacobellis. And uh, it's it's from 7 to 10 p.m. Books will yep. be available there for purchase. So come on out, meet Beth. Get her book. Meet Rick and Dave, who will be and if you, dressed if you mention, Well, Rick will be wearing his Scottish pajamas. It's Scottish <laughs> Pajama Day. Uh, no, I'm, I'm wearing my grown-up uniform, which is my sport coat. Right, and blue jeans. Yeah. Uh, if you mention Minutia Men, maybe we'll even buy you a drink. Yeah, maybe even a Jägermeister. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last time I had Jägermeister was my bachelor party. Last time you had Jägermeister was my bachelor party too, wasn't it? No, I didn't touch it at your bachelor party. Because you already went through the Jägermeister. At my bachelor party. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's amazing that Jägermeister has any business left. You know, I did not have a single drink at your bachelor party. Because you were on the air. And here's what I did uh, for everyone who, this is in case people want to know. Uh, we stayed up all night. 
right? I was yeah. on the air from 4 to 9 a.m. And I left the, uh, the hotel suite that we had rented mm-hmm. at around 3 and got it did an hour on the air. And then public affairs show started at 5, and that was the, uh, the Bill Holub show. People in places, news events uh, all, all around the world, and Chicago Street Talk. And I would start the tape, and it was a one-hour reel-to-reel tape. And I was very concerned about my buddy Dave because uh, when I left, he looked like he might be dying. <laughs> so I left. I, I started the, the uh, tape, and I drove about 15 minutes down uh, Lakeshore Drive to Belmont Avenue, went up to the hotel suite to make sure Dave was alive, and he was. Yeah. Uh, was I thrown up already or was I, how did you know I was alive? Was I throwing up Jägermeister or what? Uh, you what had a it? pulse. Okay, good. Um, and, and, and you responded when I said, Dave. And I said, all right, at least he'll survive at least until nine. And until then the drove, end of the, <laughs> and then I drove back to the radio station. And got that's the nicest, just in that's time. The, that's the nicest thing everybody, anybody's ever done for me. It, it was uh, really nice. And conversely, to our friend Mike Medina, who took my pants off, put, ran it underwater, and put it in the freezer. Yeah, that was that was an odd move. <laughs> the, uh, so I wake up all hungover, and my pants are ice cubes, or, or, or it's frozen frozen pants. You know, men are animals. We are animals. And you put Jägermeister, you put a German Jägermeister in the mix. You even become more. Maybe that's what the reason with World War II. Maybe they were just drinking Jägermeister and figured, hey, let's take Poland. I think Jägermeister is pretty much at the root of all bad things <laughs> that have ever happened. Yeah. All um, right. So well, let's do uh, our show. Spe- well, speaking and, and not to not to elongate this, but what day are you for Lent? Are you almost done with Lent? Because you had lamented that um, you hadn't been drinking. Ah, you know, I will be covering that topic uh, in a few moments in my okay, in my uh, session. Uh, you cue, get to go first. Cue the Jenkins tape. Ah, hang on a second. I had to look up that other thing. Here we go. Jenkins. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins. With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! All right, Jenkins, what did you do? Uh, this comes out of New York State. I believe this is our first Jenkins from the Empire State, isn't it? It might be. Um, Definitely. Headline, Women, woman mistakes jail security booth for drive through and tries to order breakfast sandwich and gets arrested. <laughs> okay. Now, she didn't get arrested just for turning into the jail booth, did she? I mean... Uh, well, I think she got arrested when they realized that she was completely hammered. Right. Uh, <laughs> Which is why she drove into there in the first right, place. <laughs> right. A woman mistook, mistook a jail security booth for a fast food drive through attempted to order a breakfast sandwich, and ended up in jail on Friday, according to Suffolk County Sheriff Office in New York. Police said Elizabeth Idealfonso. 44, drove up to the Riverhead Corrections Facility, dum-dee-dum-dee-dum-dee-dum, around 10, 12 in the morning, and tried to place an order for a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Deputy Sheriff Avon DeCaro informed Idiafonso 
uh, excuse me, this is a corrective, a correctional facility and not a drive-through. And of course, the lady decided, insisted, no, no, I want the sandwich because I'm really hungry. So, so not only did she make this bad turn and get in there, she was actually alerted that she had already done this. Right. 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 Okay. And, right. But she was hungry. Uh, yes. The, sh- the sheriff's office said that Deputy DeCaro noted that uh, the lady's pupils were dilated, uh-huh. her eyes were glassy, and that she had a white powder residue in her left nostril. Wow. Uh, she was arrested after she performed poorly on standardized sobriety tests. Um, she was charged with felony driving while uh, uh, while impaired um, and driving without a license. Um, she consented to a blood test that she failed miserably at. Uh, no word if she ever got the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. I'll have the uh, grand slammer, please. <laughs> hey, good one. Thank you. That's a good one. Um, while this is stupid, obviously, I mean, and we've all done drunk things or stupid things when we're drunk, right? Yeah, did I she mean, ask for brown hash instead of hash browns? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is not even the stupidest thing that I found on the internet as far as what people have done while they're drunk. I've oh, got a couple of, I've got tell. a couple of ones that, um, uh, Marcus Ferrano, a 23 year old college student from Jacksonville, Florida was handcuffed in the backseat of a police car for, for, for drinking. Uh, while Marcus was there, he asked the officers, "Hey, can I update my Facebook profile, my status on your in, on your computer up there? You know how they have computers uh, in the front of the car." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that was stupid. Yes, uh, it was. Uh, in July 2016, an inebriated man, name has been redacted, called the arresting officer Fonzarelli and asked if he was upset that Happy Days was canceled. Oh boy. Uh, and this one, this one is my favorite. Um, this happened in West Lafayette, Indiana, in May of 2005. You and I almost owned that town, West Lafayette. We did, yes. Uh, when people, when police knocked on the door of the ZBT frat, the Zeta Beta Tau fraternity, Brian Mendel <laughs> was arrested after he knocked back and yelled, "Housekeeping." <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> so the cop knocks and the other guy goes, housekeeping, and the cops busted down the door and Brian Mendel was arrested and spent the night in jail. So, kids, if you're listening and you're drinking, yeah, you, you pay attention to the police. When they say something, do it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so there you go. Well, thank you very much. Uh, my, uh, my contribution this week is uh, a new term that I had never heard before, but something that I engage in all the time. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. It's called master dating. Master dating, okay. Master dating, which basically just means, if you look it up on the Urban Dictionary, it means going on a date with yourself. Oh, yeah. Like okay. You, you called me the other day while you were ha- having breakfast. You were master dating. Right, I was. All by yourself. All, exactly. Right? And I loved it. And I loved it. So I love masturbating. I do. I do it all the time. I, I you know, I'm, I, my, my wife and I uh, have different uh, interests. And uh, for instance, she hates going to the movies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so just the other day, I went to the movies all by myself and saw Game Night. I saw me and Michelle went and saw it 
uh, Sunday. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was pretty good. There, there was, was some, a couple good lines. Yeah, there, there were, were some good things. Some funny moments in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I didn't feel weird. Some people feel weird going to the movies by themselves or going out to have lunch or dinner by themselves. And and I find that now that I've actually given up drinking. <laughs> Which, because, yeah. you know, my master dating used to just be going to a bar. Right. And, and I, you know, I don't mind going to a bar by myself. And, I, you know, you always meet somebody there and you, you talk to the bartender or whatever. And it, I, I, as a writer, I find it very invigorating. I, you know, I observe people. I make mental notes and, and I enjoy it very much. But as a, uh, as a dry writer... <laughs> you suck you know what i realized i realized that i don't have any interests <laughs> you take alcohol out of the equation and you got nothing right? i got i mean like we we're just sitting around the other night like what do you want to do i don't know you'll go see some live music what what at a bar they've got <laughs> alcohol there well, well you want to go to uh i don't know what, what mini golf there's no <laughs> mini golf it's cold outside <laughs> What do you, what do people do? Uh, when you watch I'm you, totally you watch TV. Yeah, you're not know. master dating. What what do you when you're actually dating? Where do you go? Yeah, I I we we actually Michelle and I had this discussion over the weekend too. Is that now Lila's at a point where she can watch the kids? Yeah, you know, and the twins are getting to a point where they could we could just pretty much leave them, you know, home for a few hours here and there. And we're like, well, what do you want to do? And the first one, like, let's go see a movie because we couldn't think of anything else to do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I don't hike. It's not right. like I'm a hiker. Right. Uh, you know, it's not like I have anything to say to anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, uh, are we going to uh, be those guys? <laughs> oh, I think we are those guys. It's not going to be those guys. Uh, as you were mentioning about. You know, when I called you while I was master dating, having breakfast, yeah. um, if you know, I'll have breakfast at like nine 30 or something in like a little diner in Chicago. And I just look around the counter and it's all old men. There are like no women. It's just old men talking to each other, eating eggs. And yeah, I, that's fine. Dating. <laughs> yeah. We are all old guys, master dating. Uh, and they still reading the newspaper. I think the only newspapers that are sold anymore in Chicago, especially, are are at these little diners for people that are that are people that are over seventy that still read the paper. Yeah. I think those are the only papers. The Sun Times circulation is like sixty two. Yeah, I think I, I have a. There's a little diner by me that I go to occasionally, and the same thing. Yeah. There's a newspaper there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love reading the newspaper. <laughs> I really do right. enjoy reading the newspaper. Well, Oh, I know. I like the little ink that you get on your fingers and the, you know, the act of turning the page. And of course you flip, you flip it over to the back first for the sports. And you read more uh, than you do when you're just checking it out online. When you're just checking it out online, you're, you're only checking out the, the stories that interest you. Right. But when you're reading the newspaper, you can't help, but at least see the headlines of every story. Right. Exactly. You know what I've also noticed? And, and it's not just, Online, but also in the news. Typos. My God, there are hundreds of typos in all articles, both online and in print. They probably don't have anybody to pay. They don't have enough money to pay editors, I don't think. Oh, no. Editors are a thing of the past. Right. Um, 
And uh, well, like you'll want, you, I'll, I'll be on either Fox News or CNN or Newsweek or whatever. There's typos and headlines online. I know, I know. All right, so whatever. All right, well, um, so that's that's yeah. my contribution. And and by the way, I have let's see, uh, a week from Sunday, so I still have a good 10, 11, 11 days. days. Oh my god. So this Friday we're going to have a book signing at a bar. Yeah, I'm sure that'll work yeah, out for you. I, so since Lent has started, I have <laughs> I have emceed two soccer banquets. I have been at three events at bars. I you know people have called me up. You uh, and Dane even called me up last week. <laughs> hey, yeah, I we're know. going out. Who? Uh, Dave's coming. Dave is going out to a <laughs> bar. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know why don't you? Here's a little tip for you. Yeah. Don't pick. Don't pick alcohol to give up for Lent. Well, I think I've obviously learned that lesson. Uh, yeah. Pick up. Well, you told me yesterday. Oh, I I gave up. I gave up beer last Lent. Yeah. Or last year for Lent. Yes. And I'm like, well, okay. Well, why was it so? Why is this so, so hard this time? She said, well, because last Lent I allowed myself to drink everything else. Yeah. Right. Because I just gave up beer. <laughs> so I was drinking wine and hard stuff. And, you know, by the end of Lent, I was drinking uh, hard liquor like I drink beer. You know, glug, 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 glug. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, maybe that's not a good way to go. So you so you went full cold turkey for this Lent. And, yeah, that the, I think this bit you in the ass a little bit, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing was I thought, well, you know, I'm going to lose some weight. And Have you? No, I've not <laughs> lost any weight. I'm still a fat bullshit. piece of crap. This is uh, not fair. I am not liking these fifties. I am not. Yeah. Ever since I turned fifty, it has just been crap. I am. Um, uh, Aaron yesterday goes, "Hey, you've got a double chin." <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh, and I do. Do you? I, 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 I don't. I, I, I think. See, I get fat in my neck and my stomach. That I, I, I get, get it in my cheeks. I get I got chubby cheeks. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much. Um, we got a winner, by the way. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, this <laughs> I'm is, sorry, uh, I'm just so depressed right now. I can't continue. <laughs> uh, in our retweet and follow contest, all you got to do, Rick, and as you know, follow us on Twitter, retweet our tweets that say retweet. Yeah, and you can win a prize pack worth up to twenty five dollars, just like Bart C. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I believe our first Wisconsin winner. Uh, Bard picked up one Amish Chicago mug, and we've de- we've decreased it from two mugs to one because we're running out of inventory. A crying cub shirt and the Living Wills, your first uh, the first book we ever published on Eckhart's Press. Oh, that's uh, a good one. Yo, it's a great one. So you, all you need to do to have win. Have you read that one yet? I have read it. The whole thing. Uh, in one time, I haven't read it, but I have read uh-huh, every page uh-huh, at one point. Yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, it. Um, but all you got to do, retweet, follow, and also subscribe to us. You can subscribe via Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, you can go on the RadioMisfits.com website. You can download the episodes there. You can check out all the other great shows that we have um, on the network. Subscribe, uh, follow, retweet. Review, uh, Listen, you tell comment, your friends, rate and subscribe. So, um, there you go. Okay. Um, I don't want you to get jealous. Okay. All right. But, um, 
I've got a man crush on somebody. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? I, in all honesty, I've never had a man crush on you. I'm going to be. I'm gonna, <laughs> exactly. So this really isn't a jealousy yeah. thing. Uh, his name is, he's from Seattle. He seems like a really nice guy. Really fun. Uh, his name is David Peterman. Okay. okay. You know what David Peterman, Peterman has done? What? He has taken a selfie with every blue mailbox in the city of Seattle within the city limit. And okay. why has he done that? For absolutely no reason whatsoever. Wow. Uh, so he's just he's going around. I don't know how long it's taken, but he is just goes to mailbox to mailbox in Seattle and takes a selfie. Um, and here's what. And uh, is that just deliciously weird? That is. Uh, I realized I had to do it. Peterman said. There are more than 300 blue postal service mailbox in the city of Seattle. And last year, Peterman set out to take a selfie with each and every one. I would check my map and see, okay, there's some boxes along Route 46 I could hit. The first ones I did, I first ones I did were in four corners of the city. And then I slowly went to the center of the city. Um, Peterman discovered that the boxes make excellent models. They stay put, Peterman said. They take directions beautifully. Wow, what a uh, weirdo. Everyone has a story to tell. Some are happy because they're all very dutiful civil servants, and some are sad because they're left out in the cold. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was complaining I didn't have any hobbies, but apparently this guy reached that same point. <laughs> right, and he dug deep. Yeah. Peterman says that he had to do something during Lent because he couldn't drink. So, no. Uh, 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 it makes no political statement, no social statement whatsoever. This is uh, this is it's the most meaningless thing I've ever done. Uh, but he's captured my heart, I think, in the heart of Seattle because it was in the front page of the Seattle Sunday Supplement, which 83 people probably read. Um does he so does he at least get in like a Guinness Book of World Records for this? I mean, you know, it's got to be a, a Guinness Book of World Record thing, don't you think? I, I would think. Um, you know, we have a mailbox right in front of our house, right on the corner. Um, and you would think, hey, that's great. It's convenient. And it is. But it's kind of a pain in the ass because you I constantly hearing people. Well, first of all, parking around our corner sucks because people are constantly, you know, driving to the mailbox. And I keep hearing that, you know, eh, clunk, clunk, the, 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 you know, the, the, the noise the, of the, the sound. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. All night long. So it's kind of a pain in the ass. Well, right, that, that's terrible. I don't know. I, know. How you, I don't know how you live with that. I know. I know. Uh, well, congratulations, David Peterman, who, yeah. you know, I think one day will find himself along the pages of guys that, uh, you know, most toilet seats broken by their head in one minute, uh, you know, the, uh, most watermelons chopped on your stomach or whatever, you know, the, whatever the Guinness book of world record thing is. And congratulations to you because you have found a way to make me feel like I have a full and fruitful life. There you go. All right. It's time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. So this is the uh, anniversary of the birth of Hiram Bithorn, who was a Cubs player, a Cubs pitcher. He was the very first player 
from Puerto Rico to ever play in Major League Baseball. And he had one great season with the Cubs in 1943. He won 18 games. He threw seven shutouts. He had an ERA of 2.60. And then he was drafted into the Army. Ooh. Actually, what into, year? The, into the Navy. What? 1943. Ooh, not a good time to be in the military. No. So he went in the Navy, and he gained 45 pounds. He came back and tried to pitch for the Cubs, and he couldn't pitch anymore. And then Hiram Bidhorn's story has a very tragic ending. So he, he, he became a uh, pitcher in the Mexican League. Mm-hmm. And in 1952, he was driving his uh, 1947 Buick. He crossed the Me- U.S.-Mexico border. And some reports say he had no money to pay for a room. He stopped in El Monte, Mexico, to get a room. Some reports say he had no money. Others said he had $2,000 in U.S. currency. Uh, A policeman, Corporal Ambrosio Castillo Cano, claimed Bidhorn attempted to sell his car to raise money for the hotel room, but he had no license or registration papers for it. Now, how he could have made it all the way from Chicago to Mexico without a license, registration, or money seems kind of hard to believe. But according to the cop's version, uh, he got into the car with Bidhorn, ordered him to drive to the local police station. A fight ensued, and fearing for his life, the policeman shot the Puerto Rican in the stomach, and the nearest hospital was 84 miles away, and he he pronounced dead when they arrived at uh, at the hospital. Are you sure that Bithorn didn't ask the cops to update his status update or his <laughs> yeah, Facebook update? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so so that's question. kind of a bummer of a story. Um, yes, it is. But there's one thing. You said that he entered the Navy and gained 45 pounds. Who goes to the Navy and gains 45 pounds? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, somebody who loves uh, Navy food. Navy man, food, yeah. I, I guess. Uh, the um, Well... It but here's the thing: story. he still he still is in in Puerto Rico. He still is revered because he was the very first Puerto Rican to ever play. And uh, the the name of the stadium in Puerto Rico is Hiram Bithorn Stadium. And if you in San Juan, and if you remember that one year, the the uh, Expos played some of their games yeah. in, in Puerto Rico. Before they moved to Washington, they played in Hiram Bithorn Stadium, and that's the. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the story of the cub who was shot. Uh, one of my favorite players of all time was from Puerto Rico. Roberto Clemente. He was Puerto Rico. Was wasn't he from Puerto Rico? Yeah, he was. He, and he was. Or, Orlando Cepeda too, right? Yeah. Oh, there've been a lot of great players from Puerto Rico since, but Hiram is the one that uh, that paved the trail for them. Mm-hmm. It's time for our final feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. This is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar and pulls out a name of a celebrity. And I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. Speaking of man crushes. Uh, A.J. Pruszynski. I had one in mid, the mid-2000s for this guy. A.J. Pruszynski. Okay, now, for those of you not from Chicago, A.J. Pruszynski was a Chicago White Sox catcher, mm. and the White Sox fans loved him, and every other person in the <laughs> world hates him. Yep. You're right. Because he is not a likable guy. 
no. wouldn't you say? In fact, oh, no. there was a Cubs-Sox yeah. game where the Cubs catcher, Michael Barrett, punched A.J. Pruszynski in the face <laughs> yeah, during the right. game. And, and, every and half the crowd was like, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, no, like 80% of the crowd, yeah. even the White Sox fans are gone. <laughs> and every Cub fan had that picture on their social media accounts for like six years, right, of, you know, yes. Michael Michael Barrett. Uh, uh, but he did. Uh, A.J. Pruszynski had a punchable face. He you did. Know, some, some guys you just see with a punchable face, he has a punchable face. I met him uh, once at a uh, at a golf charity outing, and uh, he he was you know he's a nice guy and everything. Yeah. Um, but this was before the uh, White Sox won the World Series, and I hate I hate him even more after the White Sox won the World Series. And you remember why? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, what did he do during? Oh, because of the the strikeout. Yes. Why don't you explain that story to everybody? Uh, you weren't with me at that game. I was with Steve Quinn, I think. Um, it was in the, it was uh, against the California Angels. I think it was, was it in extra innings? Either the bottom of the ninth or it was at U.S. Cellular. Um, A.J. Pruszynski was two outs. Um, the White and Sox he were about to lose. No, I think it was, they were tied. I don't think they would have lost. They would have, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, and A.J. Brzezinski strikes out, but he runs to first base. Right. Here's uh, what, so he struck out. The catcher tossed the ball to the pitcher. Right. Right. Like you do, you know, after, after an inning. inning is over. Just tossed it out there. And A.J. ran to first base. Now, Like a good, good heads-up player. <laughs> Some call it a heads up player. Some call it cheating. <laughs> uh, and they, well, they reviewed it. Did they have? No, they did not review it. They did not review it. So anyway, they, that's, that's how, that's how he got on. The White Sox won the game. And they then Joe Creedy yeah. hits a double. And the Joe Creedy hits a double and AJ scores. And, and the White they Sox went won. On. Yes. Went on to win the World Series. Now, the thing, the reason this affects me is not because I met him at the golf outing or because of this necessarily, but. John Landecker was hosting uh, WLS on at mornings, filling in for Don and Roma the day that the White Sox won the World Series the night. Oh. And he called me up and he said, "I need you to write a poem or a." Uh, actually, he asked me to write a, a parody song about the White Sox for the show. Now, this is like asking a Donald Trump fan to write a love poem to Hillary. <laughs> to Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> Crooked Hillary. How yes. do I love that? Yeah. So um, I couldn't I, I couldn't do a song, but I did do a parody of Casey at the Bat. Oh, okay. AJ, AJ at the Bat. So okay. would you like to hear it? Sure. I mean, well, is it, it's got to be favorable to my team, right? It, it is. You, it is. Okay, now, sure. This, this killed me to write this. Okay. But, but you can okay. see I did get a few digs in, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> Little passive-aggressive poem guy. All right. <laughs> exactly. The outlook wasn't brilliant for the White Sox 9 that day. The Angels led one game to none. Game 2 was slipping away. And then when A.J. got strike 2 and missed strike 3 the same, a pall-like silence fell upon all the Sox fans at the game. The Angels catcher tossed Przinsky's ball to the mound but A.J. turned and ran to first with outrage all around. The umpire calmly stood his ground, achieving instant fame. 
and AJ somehow found a brand new way to win a game. The White Sox never lost again, and shining stars were born. Each time Joe Creedy came to bat, the other team would mourn, and he and Juan Uribe were magicians with their gloves, and Paul Konerka was the home run hero we all love. When Ozzie came out to the mound, he motioned round and fat, and <laughs> Bobby Jenks showed the Astros why he wanted that, and little Scott Pesednik hit, home run, hit the home run in game two, and the White Sox starting pitching was like a dream come true. In Game 3's 14th inning, the Astros fans were glum, beaten by a oh, I know what's gonna happen. Astro I named Jeff Blum. <laughs> and Jermaine Dye had a shining moment in Game 4. When he knocked in the winning run, the White Sox shut the door. And though each game was close and tight, the White Sox never feared. Ever since AJ's run to first, they knew this was their year. And now the catcher catches the ball, and now he lets it go. And now the air is shattered by the AJ we all owe. Oh, somewhere in this country, some fans are screaming foul. But White Sox fans say, let them scream. Let them cry and growl. Because White Sox fans are laughing, and White Sox fans can shout. The South Side is rejoicing. Perzinski has struck out. Yes, uh, I, I love the glum blum. You're like, okay, glum glum. What rhymes with glum? What rhymes with glum glum? I bet you did that like 50 times. Okay, right. Run. What runs with Scott Pudsednik? Nick, 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 Wick, sick. Uh, well, a nice story. I did, that was very touching. That was a touching poem. That is um, the only nice thing I will ever say about the Chicago White Sox, and you heard it here first. So AJ was a nice guy you just mentioned. Is he good enough? I mean, did you talk to him? What what did I you did, do? I did briefly talk to him. He he was actually quite charming, you know, uh, yeah. in a uh, in non baseball situation, in a punchable face kind of way. That's um, right. He's a pretty good an analyst for. Yeah, MLB he's got a he's got a personality. You know what I mean? He's he's like yeah. a real human as opposed to some of those guys that are just they're just ball players. You know what I mean? Yeah, he. Uh, Hey, he milked a. Would you? I wouldn't call him a mediocre catcher. I mean, he had some good years, but not great, right? Oh yeah, no, I mean, he, he played for twenty years in the majors. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's a. And and you mentioned Juan Uribe. He just retired a couple of years ago, I think. Last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah, he had a hell of a run too. Yep. Um, well, so, there you go. A tip of the cap. That. We talk about the Cubs every week here. A tip of cap to the Chicago White Sox. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at EckhartsPress.com and ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaManPodcast at gmail.com. And by the way, opening day coming up very soon. So we're a little excited. Uh, and, uh, and also, we will not be on next week. It's spring break. We're, we're on spring hiatus. Next right. Dave has will have three girls in the house and cannot do a, uh, a show. Or, or well, actually, you're going somewhere, aren't you? Yeah, I think we're going to go, we might go to Door County, which the kids are really excited about, let me be honest with you. <laughs> uh, uh, or and we're going to go to the Dells for a day or two. Okay. And then, we might, and then we might drive up to Door County. I think there'll be a water park in our future next week. You know what and I find? I, I find that uh, Wisconsin Dells is very reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> very, very reasonable. Oh, I, and oh, very I classy. Very I, I, I know. Uh, but, you know, Lila's 15. The Twins are 12. How many more times are we going to Wisconsin Dells? Hopefully this will be the last, I would think. Do you remember when we went to the Wisconsin Dells when my kids were little? Yeah. 
yeah. we did the and we did the duck ride or yeah. the we did the duck yeah oh johnny was like two yeah or something yeah it was before uh, your kids were born uh i remember that was fun yeah. i uh and then we we stayed in that one hotel where they had the water or the ski show the tommy bartlett ski show yeah that's right and that kept us up all night and, and we came up with, if I remember right, we came up with a uh, a screenplay while we were there for, for the Sound of Music. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, like a Sound of Music theme park. Uh, well, hey, next week we'll give, next when we come back, two weeks, we two will weeks, share yeah. some of our million dollar ideas. I, I've gone. I'm going to give you one just on the way out, just a, a free one, because by the time we come back, we may be in a quite a situation here in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> here's my free one. Ready? I, don't, yeah. I have not seen this anywhere yet. Here's your hashtag, appeasin treason. Appeasin treason. Appeasin okay. treason. That's a free one. That's 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 a t-shirt. It is. I think. Special to thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano. <laughs> exactly. Half the population. Half. And and become a uh, like a uh, uh, walking target for yeah. the other half. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, is your idea. I'm not having anything to do with the peas and treason. Oh, you're the shitholer guy. Distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again in two weeks with another mm-hmm. episode of Minutiaman. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? You called me the other day while you were ha- having breakfast. You were master dating. Right, I was. All by yourself.